citizens of the United States. This is a message from Anonymous. This is a message to the 99%. This is a message to what is becoming the American autumn. This is a message to the whispers of revolution beginning to stir in every major American city, and in the heart of every afflicted member of the youth. It is becoming obvious that due to certain technical difficulties the revolution will not be televised. It will not be broadcasted. This is quite alright media, you serpents of the elite, for we will go under you. We will go around you. We will go over you. And we will go beyond you. You no longer control the floodgates. The era of the internet has arrived, and it will consume you. This movement will be downloaded. It will be streamed. It will be circulated. And it will spread like a wildfire. Without direction. Unpredictable. Vast and devastating. Look around you America, the leaves are beginning to sour, cracks are appearing in them. They are falling from the branches, dead and rotting. So are our politicians. So are our banks. So is our media, and so is our society. This country has never seen a movement from our generation. They have never seen a movement from the children of the Internet. They haven't the slightest clue what we are capable of. We masters of information, we conductors of thought. The tipping point has arrived. We have reached critical mass. This is the point of no return. Carry this movement through the winter. Carry this movement through the bitter cold and into spring. Shake off your morning dew youth, for ye are many, they are few. Washington. We have no bombs. We have no weapons. We have no threats. But behold the power of the quill and ink. Members of the military. You took an oath to defend this country from enemies both foreign and domestic. Walk with us, among us, as one of us. Unions. You have a score to settle. Walk with us, among us as one of us. Artists. Move the movement. Stoke the flames. We are all the 99%. We are all anonymous. We are all legion. We will never forget. We will not forgive. Expect us. Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> you are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Wake <laughs> up! Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy in the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. <laughs> this is your community spirit on your community radio station. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And the Occupy Everywhere campaign cannot be ignored. <laughs> yes. That audio we played was from a video, one of the many videos about the Occupy Everywhere campaign that's circulating. What started in July as a stunt by a Vancouver <clears throat> Culture Jammers ad busters, the people who invented Buy Nothing Day, once there, we shall incessantly repeat one simple demand in plurality of voices. We demand that Barack Obama ordain a presidential commission tasked with ending the influence money has over our representatives in Washington. 
It's time for democracy, not corporatocracy. <laughs> We're doomed without it. But this protest has taken a life of its own. It has become yeah, it has. a movement. <laughs> yeah, it excites me. It's exciting to see something Ed Busters threw out there actually getting taken up by a large group of people. Because Ed Busters have been around for a long time, sort of commenting on some of the challenges we face as a society. And they throw out these little ideas, you know, let's do this, let's do that. And this this just really came at the right time and inspired so many people. It started as Occupy Wall Street, and now it has spread beyond uh, Wall Street. It's spread beyond the American border, even. Yeah, I mean, they're doing what, you know, um, October, I think, 15th, they did Occupy Toronto. So, I mean, yes, it has. It has spread beyond the borders of, well... Wall mm-hmm. Street doesn't have borders. Yeah, that's part of the issue is that what happens on Wall Street, you know, on Wall Street they do things that influence the government of the U.S. and then that influences the entire world. So that's why people are going to Wall Street to have their voices heard. Because there's people on Wall Street with billions and billions of dollars that they can spend on lobbying, on uh, fixing the legislation in their favor. So it takes a lot of voices, to, millions of voices, to drown out those millions of dollars. Have you seen this map of all the Occupy sites across, well, across North America. Yeah, if you go to OccupyTogether.org, you can see some of the maps, but we've got one in front of us. It's it's the U.S. and some of Canada and some of Mexico, and it's just, I mean, every major city and some not-so-major cities, they've all got little dots here saying they've got an Occupy event going on. The protests, though, are more than a simple youth uprising. The protesters' own problems are only one illustration of the way in which the economy is not working for most Americans. They are exactly right when they say that the financial sector, with regulators and elected officials in collusion, inflated and profited from a credit bubble that burst, costing millions of Americans their jobs, income, savings, and home equity. As the bad times have endured, Americans have also lost their belief. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and that's what leads people to demonstrate is when they don't think things are going to get better. Uh, yeah, here's uh, uh, yeah, there's uh, the American economy uh, isn't working for tens of millions of people, uh, not just the unemployed, but many who are living from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, there's employed who, who not only have a job, have three. Yeah, and they're still <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, because if the job doesn't pay much, and if you've got debts, and if you got Family or health or if troubles. You have a home. I mean, yeah, if you got a home, I mean, you have to pay rent. You yeah, have to buy food. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, yeah, so a lot of people uh, no longer believe that working hard and playing by the rules will give them a better life, and that's when people start getting illusioned. Wait a second. That's America's <laughs> very code. Yeah, it's the American you... dream: is that you just you work hard, you follow the rules, you do everything you're supposed to, and then you get a house, you get a car, you get, you know, a TV. People and don't believe that anymore. They're, well, they're going out on the streets. Uh, they must, must have their doubts at this point. Well, there is two million people who haven't had a job, or you know, who haven't been able to get a job for over two years now. Yeah. So I mean, this is working class America that. You know, who had, you know, settled good lives and now they're actually now having a problem with people who are trying to go to temp agencies and temp agencies won't hire you if you don't currently have a job. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's like a catch 22. Yeah, it's like they only want to hire people who are stable. Yeah. Basically. 
And they said, if you don't have a job, you're not stable. <laughs> but I don't have a job. That's why I'm applying to get a job so I can be <laughs> even more stable. Yeah. I have the knowledge and the, you know, experience. Imagine someone who's like, who has a lot of experience being turned down because, well, they don't have a job now. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the many absurd roadblocks to uh, the American team. Yeah. And so they actually, if you go on some job boards, it specifically actually says now, do not apply unless you have a job. Yeah. Well, uh, the the only bright side I can see to what's happening is that it is getting people to ask a lot of questions and think a lot about why the situation is as it is. With this uh, economic uh, recession, this bubble that has burst, people are asking why, you know, why they no longer have jobs, why their jobs aren't paying enough, you know. And if, if, they, if they just, you know, bread and circuses, if you just kept people well-fed, kept them, you know, entertained, kept them not worried about things, then they might never ask these questions about how much money the corporations are giving to the government. But once you place their, their futures in jeopardy, then they start asking questions. Well, why, why did we give this multi-trillion dollar bailouts to the So banks? basically all the government has to do is create jobs and then it'll be over? <laughs> well, hopefully at this point people have seen through, uh, th seen through the whole system. Because there are a lot of people talking about the influence of corporate money in politics now. That's what excites me. One of the many things that excites me about Occupy Wall Street is, you know, here at your community spirit, we've been talking for a long time about how corporations affect our society and how they affect a multitude of issues. But that's sort of been, you know, not in the public dialogue as much. But corporations are people. So basically you're <laughs> saying people influence the government. Well, corporations are currently considered legal persons. Uh, that's one thing that the Occupy Wall Street people want us to reconsider. Is, is a corporation actually a person? Or is it a group of people who are trying to, uh, trying to get extra benefits from the government? Hmm. Makes me think. <laughs> I don't like thinking. This is not good. <laughs> no. Th thinking is hard sometimes. It's like, how does, um, Occupy Wall Street affect us locally? Well, locally, I mean, it's, we, one thing people talked about when Occupy Carbondale started was that they Occupy say... Occupy Carbondale? Yeah, there Wait is an Occupy second. Carbondale. We're on the map. We're on that little map right there. How is that possible? I can actually kind of see us. It's I know Carbondale isn't the biggest city, but right there. Whoa, we're on the map. <laughs> we are on the map, the global map. It must be this radio station. This <laughs> station has helped over the years. Yeah. Keep us on the map, so... Yeah, this yeah. radio station brings a lot to this community. But yeah, we're... We, at first, you know, people were like, well, there's no major financial district here. There's no local version of Wall Street. So should we do it here? But, you know, May, you know, Main Street, America, you know, small town America, uh, you know, this is where a lot of the effects are being felt. Yeah. And, and really, most of these occupy are large cities. Yeah. And so they have a voice, but rural America is not really having a voice in this Occupy movement. Yeah, rural America, it's been hard because Ooh. the gatherings are mostly major cities. But here in Carbondale, you know, we're very blessed to have, you know, a, a community where there's a lot going on, but that it's it's small enough that it's right next to all, this, all of these rural areas that people from surrounding towns can come and participate as well. Yeah. So give the rural community a voice in the Occupy movement. Yeah, because the uh, rural people are very affected by uh, this, too. You know, between the effects on agriculture, when, you know, big ag starts conglomerating all these farms and, you know, kicking off the, the local farmers and do, just doing a giant corporate farm. Uh, and, what, and, you know, that some of the people trying to get jobs, you know, all the jobs in rural area are, are not farm-related. There's also, you know, a lot of industrial jobs and a lot of jobs in the, the neighboring cities 
that they have depended on that are being lost now because of this. Although someone said at the meeting, um, I only can afford to shop at Walmart. I can't afford to shop at the farmer's market. And I was like, what? The farmer's market's so much cheaper than Walmart. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's there's we still have that mentality that good things are expensive. <laughs> and they cannot be. I mean, if if you keep things local, they don't cost that much to ship 2,000 miles across the country. Yeah. They're right here local. So, I mean, you can get good things for a good price. So, all right. We still have a little bit more. Let's see down here on the bottom. I've got a whole other article. Climate activists joined 10,000 protesters to occupy Wall Street. Drums pounded, horns blared, and incensed speaker's voice crackled over the PA. Union members chatted with students and gay rights campaigners raised their flags. Parents pushed children in strollers. The media swarmed everywhere. An elderly activist beamed out at the 10,000-strong crowd gathered around City Hall for the biggest day of Occupy Wall Street protest yet. A coalition of climate activists led by 350.org was smack dab in the middle of it. So, this march was a beautiful thing, and it's very interesting to see what started out with, I guess pretty much youth, has become no longer a ragtag <laughs> protest, but a movie. Yeah, it's been people of all ages now, people of all uh, professions, you know, uh, you know, uh, like as they saw in New York, especially some of once the unions got involved, you know, then people of all sorts of different jobs, people of different backgrounds, and then people who don't have a job, people who do, you know, people who are, there were people from the Marines who were there, you know, active duty and, uh, you know, veterans, uh, it's it's huge, and I was very glad to see the uh, climate uh, issue being brought up by this, because one of the major reasons why action on uh, human-caused climate change is not happening is because these uh, major corporations give money to politicians and ask them not to take action or talk about climate change. Well, besides, climate change is only going to affect the poorest people. Who cares about them? <laughs> yeah, 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 they, they don't, feel they don't have money. They don't really have a voice. So yeah, they're part of the ninety-nine percent. You can let them go ahead and get their cities drowned underwater because the oceans rise. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's good to see them drawing the issues together because climate change is affecting everyone in the world, especially the poor, especially people of developing nations. Uh, and people here in the U.S. We had an inland hurricane here a couple of years ago that uh, arguably I, may I, have been... I already forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to forget about that. Now, w one thing sh we should really forget about is the slogan they've got now, mm -hmm. the banks got bailed out, we got sold out. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a very fair slogan. Yeah. So um, it's pretty interesting now. They just recently had um, legislation to limit the banks... To to how much they can charge their customers in fees. Yeah. And so, of course, they just tack on another fee. You know? Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, um, I have a friend who is now going to be charged $5 a month for using his debit card. Yeah. So he's basically having to pay $5 a month in order to get his own money out of the bank. Yep. So, <laughs> um, what, do you remember the date? Oh, uh, yeah, November 5th. Uh, they're trying to have a, a day, a new holiday called Bank Transfer Day. It's a day to uh, 
transfer the banks out of the country? <laughs> well, that's the that might eventually happen. The goal is to transfer money from the big corporate banks to the credit unions to the locally owned banks. Because one of the things that was thrown out during this this uh, bank bailout was, oh, these banks are too big to fail. Well, we can help them with that. We can remove a lot of the funds from them and put them into credit unions and local banks. Then they won't be too big to fail anymore. <laughs> we're, we're helpers. Yeah. You know, I like this uh, bank transfer day idea. And so the goal is they are inviting people by the 5th of November to, uh, in the ensuing time between now and then, to transfer because, okay. cause I, you know, I guess put your money where your mouth is. You know, if if you're complaining about these large corporations, I'm trying to visualize my mouth full of money. But <laughs> yeah, well, luckily I don't have quite enough money to choke myself on right now. So, <laughs> okay. so. all right, we are the 99 percent. We are. Where can people find more information, especially locally? Oh uh, yeah, you can find well. There's uh, locally there's occupycarbondale.org. That's a website. It's got links to other information on other occupies around the world. Um, and we'll also probably mention in the happenings, like an upcoming happening, right? But uh, in terms of the Internet, uh, OccupyCarbondale.org. Where did Obama's mojo go? This time around, Obama's fundraising emails sound a little, well, pathetic. <laughs> compared to 2008, were when they felt more like an appeals to join, well, a movement. Do you think what 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 could Obama do to? Well, I don't know. <laughs> be president? <laughs> well, I know what he could do to uh, uh, get a lot of encouragement from a lot of people who probably voted for him the first time around. He could go out and uh, personally visit the Occupy Wall Street uh, demonstration <laughs> or the Occupy D.C. demonstration, which is now going on in Washington, D.C. <laughs> That's just my personal take. That, right. that would be a style of leadership. You know, if there's hundreds of thousands of people in your nation gathering to address grievances, well, why not go out and see what they're talking about? That's possible. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll send him a letter. Yeah, let's... Maybe we could invite him. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible nobody invited him. He might be thinking, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to step on their toes. They, they've got something big going on here. He is the moderator, you know. He stays in the middle. So Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless he's invited, he might not want to crash the party. Yeah, he, he might be a little bashful. <laughs> but if he's invited, uh, you never know. <laughs> you want to do the next one? Oh, uh, yeah, let's, let's see. Oh, yeah, the one about corn. Or which one yeah. did you want to get to? Corn. Yeah, corn. Uh, the U.S. now uses more corn for fuel than for feed. What? <laughs> yes, uh, the, the corn ethanol supporters are probably not very familiar with the concept of opportunity cost, either that or the subsidies and high corn prices are just too juicy to give up. But it's only Juicy corn. <laughs> juicy corn. Only about 20% of all the corn grown in the U.S. now goes to feed humans directly. And more than half of what remains is now being turned into ethanol fuel, while the other half goes to feed livestock. Now, the problem is that the life cycle studies show that corn ethanol ranges from barely better than fossil fuel gasoline to significantly worse, uh, especially if you take into account the land use issues and the impact on higher food prices on the poor. Uh, many would agree that corn ethanol is a net loss for society, yet the industry keeps growing. Scientific America actually wrote, Over the past year, U.S. <laughs> farmers used 5 billion bushels of corn, 
for animal feed. During the same period, the nation used more than 5.05 billion bushels of corn to fill its gas tanks. So, yep. That's pretty interesting. All right. Today, let's get into some happenings before <coughs> yes. we forget huh. that this is a happening town. Yes, Today this is a happening to town. Be be bald and beautiful day. <laughs> That's right. It's time to stop doing that criminal comb over because you're, you know, I, I'm, well, I'm kind of fooling myself, but, yeah. <laughs> or even worse, you're wearing a toupee. <laughs> toupee. Well, get that dead squirrel off your head and set yourself <laughs> free. Today's the day to be proud, to be strong, to be bald. I totally am going to make a shirt. Genetically, I'm supposed to go bald. <laughs> I'm totally uh, want to make a shirt that says I'm not bald. It's a solar panel for my sex machine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So if anybody <laughs> else wants one of those, um, we can make them together. So yeah. today is be bald and be free day. So yeah, you can make that up. Uh, sell those online. <laughs> but uh, Saturday coming up on Saturday is National Grouch Day. So it's a day for Oscar the Grouch and other grouchy people to be grouchy. But it's also sweetest day. Yeah, so when someone's being grouchy, you can be sweet to them, say, you know, you know how much you love them. So, yeah, it's the UN International Day of Rural Women. All right. That's that's perfect, because yeah. Occupied Carbonell is really promoting the ruralness. And Saturday is White Cane Safety Day. Keep those white canes of yours safe as possible. <laughs> Or just be conscious of someone who has one. Yes, and Sunday, uh, coming up on Sunday, is Dictionary Day. It's a day to learn about uh, different words in your language. It's also UN World Food Day. All right. Day to address food issues. Monday is National Boss Day and National Cake Decorating Day. <laughs> so if you're really smart, you'll decorate a cake to your boss. <laughs> But it's Monday is also UN International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. So you can remind your boss to give you a raise. <laughs> yes. So. Here's, here's a nice cake. Now I would like my raise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, coming up, we also have on uh, uh, Tuesday, we have, let's see, World Menopause Day. Day for uh, awareness. Mother Earth menopause. needs to have a day also. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Independence Day in Azerbaijan. Yeah. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Uh, yeah. Should look into that pronunciation. Wednesday is is evaluate your life day. You're only allowed one day, my son, to evaluate <laughs> your life. It must be on Wednesday. Yeah. So, Wednesday is Hagfish Day. What? <laughs> they have... Okay. <laughs> Some random holidays here. Thursday is uh, Get Smart About Credit Day. Uh, that's also International Credit Union Day. So that's a good day to start on the whole bank transfer day celebration. Uh, it's also... Uh, let's see. Revolution so, Day in Guatemala. Yes, Revolution Day in Guatemala. Yeah, they had some problems there. Yeah, yeah it's also the birthday of Bela Lugosi, the actor. So today happens to be Friday, the 14th of October. Did I get that right? Today is Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner. Every Friday from 6 to p.m., 6 to 9 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center, 
which is 913 South Illinois Avenue. This week, Denise Teo and the Malaysian Student Association bring us Malaysian Night. Hmm. I, that sounds exotic and tasty. <laughs> get right. to find out what Malaysian food's like. Yeah. Should be a good time. Come early to get the cooking done. The whole idea is, you know what fast food is, right? Well, this is slow food. People meet and cook together, taking their time to enjoy the company and savor the meal. And, you know, food from all over the world, people from all over the world. Sounds good. Yes, and also coming up, another uh, staple of the Friday community is the uh, the Friday Night Fair that happens over at the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. on Fridays. Uh, this Friday Night Fair is a back-to-basics event targeted at drawing the community together. Uh, they hold it every Friday there, farmer's market, live music, food courts, activities for children. It's a big downtown fair. It's very exciting. Well, you better get out there because it's only till the end of this month. Yeah, it's only till the end of this month, so you've only got yeah. a couple more chances. It was for 26 weeks, <laughs> which is like half a year. Yeah, it's half a year. What a coincidence. Yeah, so... I mean, it was a lot of Fridays, but it's coming to a close, so come out. Um, yeah, enjoy it while you can. Yeah, so. <laughs> Saturday, Farmer's Market. It is getting towards the end of the season, but there is lots of good. I would say now a lot of uh, squashes and apples and greens. Um, the, you know, the cold weather stuff starts coming out. Pumpkins. Huh. There'll be a lot of pumpkins. Yes. So huh. now's the time to stock up. Um, besides greens, a lot of those stuff you can buy mass quantities because they stay good for a long time. So. <laughs> yeah. We actually had some pumpkins go- growing over at Guy House. I think they were volunteer pumpkins. It looks like they're in a spot where they probably weren't planted. <laughs> well, yeah. <clears throat> Coming up on Saturday, and this is going to be a uh, very special version of this event, uh, the Vigil for Peace. Uh, happens <coughs> Saturdays from noon to 1 p.m. on the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. Uh, this week, they're going to be joined by Occupy Carbondale. Occupy Carbondale is meeting over at Gaia House at 11.30, and uh, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday, marching from Gaia House to the Town Square Pavilion uh, to meet up with the Vigil for Peace and uh, draw connections between the issues of the war machine and the corporate funding of our society. Uh, the two are connected. And then they're going to be there for a while and then march back to, to Gaia House and to the campus. Uh, to continue with Occupy Carbondale. Occupy Carbondale is going to be going on an ongoing basis from then onward. So it's a very exciting time for uh, for for this community, for America, this whole Occupy movement. You just said it's going to be going on from now, from this Saturday on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that <laughs> was Saturday very subtle, subtle in there. You're saying that Occupy Carbondale is actually physically going to Occupy Carbondale. <laughs> yes, going to actually physically Occupy Carbondale. What does that mean? It means they're going to stay in, in public places for an ongoing basis. Uh, they're going to hold general assemblies where people like you and I can talk about the issues of Occupy Wall Street and also any local issues that concern us. Um, it's going to be uh, demonstrations about related issues. Um, probably ongoing, workshops, an ongoing, basically, I see it as an ongoing uh, celebration of democracy and freedom. You know, we, we've had these corporations come and have their say by funneling a bunch of money into the government to get even more money back. Now we, the people, get to gather together in public places and talk about how to fix the situation. 
So an ongoing community dialogue about how to make the world better. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty exciting stuff, I know, right? <laughs> you you were subtly trying to slip past that the fact that that something so big was is starting and happening in Carbondale. In Carbondale, yeah. People it's, people see it in New York and they're like, oh, you know, New York, it's a big city. That's where these things happen. But no, it's happening in Carbondale, and it's happening on Saturday. Will do. So that's that's exciting. That's for me. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to spend as much time there as possible, uh, since it is going to be ongoing. Uh, people who are available at different times, you know. If you have a strange schedule, you might be like, well, I can't get involved in community events. Well, now, if if there's a democratic gathering going on 24-7 where democracy and, uh, you know, the addressing these issues of corporations taking over society, you know, now you're going to have time to address that because it's going to be happening all the time. You don't, yeah, happening all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if, if every day, you know, we talked about how we can improve our society and challenge the corporations and... Taking over the government. You don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You don't I have don't, to say, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, I have to like say that for another 23 hours, you know. But then once that starts, Occupy Carbondale, then we will be doing that every day. Wow. Until change is won. Until we've made improvements to uh, to the way that corporations influence our governments, until we've made improvements in the conditions here in southern Illinois and in the U.S., People will be gathering in public places. People will be talking. And by people, I mean us. <laughs> all, all of us listening, all of us, you know, here in the studio, here in Carbondale, people around Carbondale. Uh, this is a place for us to gather and talk about this and work it out. All right. So the fun starts 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. They do the march and then the vigil. And then from then on, it keeps going. All right. More information OccupyCarbondale.org, you said? Yes. .org. <laughs> we will see you again out in the community and on the radio. <laughs> yes. This is your community spirit on your community radio station. I hope you get out. It's a nice time to be out and about. Yes. It's wonderful weather this weekend, and it's a good time to be out there. I know I'll be out there. Hopefully, I'll see you out in the great outdoors sometime soon. Stay energized.